We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left-handed pitching in 2017. Nice 269 ISO, 384 Woba. Both of those numbers, top 25 in all of baseball against left-handed pitching. And Mike Miner had some issues keeping the ball in the yard. Gave up 19 home runs just to right-handed hitters last season. 16 of his 25 home runs were a lot at home and gave up a lot of hard contact as well, which is a number you definitely want to be paying attention to. 37.5% hard contact rate to right-handed hitters. We know Texas, a great hitting environment. Javier Baez, great option to lead us off here today against Mike Miner at $23. All right, let's go to the mid-range. Pick number two in the outfield. Corey Dickerson, $15. So Dickerson, somewhat of a disappointment last season, but encouraged by his spring training numbers. 424 batting average, three home runs in the spring. And I really like this matchup for him against Luis Castillo. We'll get to him in a minute. But Dickerson, decent numbers against righties last season. 348 Woba, 194 ISO, did hit over 300 against righties. But Castillo, it's an arm I like. A guy with a, a lot of talent, no doubt. But has really struggled in his career figuring out left-handed hitters 373 Wolva allowed 18 home runs given up a hard contact rate over 42 percent to left-handed hitters when we mentioned those home runs that equates to over two home runs per nine innings love this spot for dickerson on opening day because he doesn't have to hit in pittsburgh which more of a pitcher's park gets to hit in the great american small park a great park for left-handed power hitters Love this spot on opening day for a guy I think could go overlooked. Corey Dickerson, great value at $15. Speaking of value, a guy I think is underpriced at second base. Let's roll with Ian Kinsler, just $10. So Kinsler projects as his leadoff hitter here for this improved San Diego lineup. We know Machado is there. I think it's going to be a better offensive team than people realize. But let's focus on Kinsler here. Another guy had a nice spring training, showed some power. I think he'll go very low owned here. Madison Bumgarner on the hill for San Francisco. It's a big name that people may avoid. I think that's a mistake. Bumgarner, yes, he's still a good pitcher, but he's not the elite arm that he once was. He struggled in 2018. The strikeouts are down. The walks are up for him. Gave up 43.5% hard contact rate to right-handed hitters. And Kinsler, generally a guy that's hit lefties well over his career, really struggled in 2018 against lefties. But in his career, you were talking a 295 batting average. We're talking a 367 career Woba, and we're talking a guy with power. Again, we've seen it in the spring. Bumgarner, not the elite arm he once was. Don't be afraid to target him with some Padres. But Ian Kinsler hitting leadoff at just $10. Tremendous value here 
on Yahoo. Let's continue the value here. Pick number four, first baseman Justin Bohr, just eleven dollars. So I think this is a great buy low here on Justin Bohr. I really expect him to bounce back here. Four home runs this spring and just thirty-six at bats. Nice two twenty-one ISO against righties last season. Three forty-nine was the weighted OBA. And Mike Fires, let's be honest, the guy gives up home runs. Thirty-two home runs last season allowed. 15 of those came to left-handed hitters, and you're talking about a hard contact rate for fires against lefties at 39.5%. So Bohr, more of a $16, $17 player, in my opinion. Doesn't seem like a lot, but every dollar helps us here on Yahoo. I think Bohr goes yard here on opening day against Mike Fires. Can't beat that price at just $11. All right, pick number five, a six-pack favorite. You're going to see him a lot. Get used to it. Outfielder Chris Davis, $20. So this guy's a must for me on opening day. I love this spot for him. I know Trevor Cahill, a ground ball pitcher. Some people avoid Chris Davis for that. But I'm more focused on Davis's numbers against right-handed pitching. 37 home runs last season. Led all of Major League Baseball. 92 RBIs. Second in all of baseball. Only behind J.D. Martinez. A 315 ISO. One of the highest numbers you're going to see. In fact, was third in all of baseball against righties. Only Mike Trout and Max Muncy had a better number. And even his 374 Woba ranked inside the top 25 for right-handed hitters. Now, not a guy that's going to hit for average, but the home runs, the power. I think he starts out big on opening day. Loving Chris Davis here at just $20. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. If you're an old-timer, you know the name. If you're new, we call him the Beast of the Night. time we have not given you a pitcher yet two pitcher site here on yahoo so definitely want to get that up but we're going to go to the high end we saved you some money why so we can spend on justin verlander 52 dollars tonight's beast of the night so love this spot for justin verlander you have quite a few studs on this slate it was a debate between him and chris sale for me but verlander with the better matchup here eight or more strikeouts in four of his last five games against tampa bay we know this is a great pitching environment here and verlander was outstanding on the road last season just a 2.14 era when he hit the road and when you look at this tampa bay lineup not a lot of stars in fact no stars in that lineup a lot of strikeouts in that lineup when guys like Choi, avisil garcia low that's the middle of your order this is a team i want to attack all season long luckily we get justin verlander and his huge strikeout upside here on opening day i'm not getting cute i think you can save on your bats here today, we provided you a few guys at $15 or below. The reason why, spend on pitching, spend on Justin Verlander easily. My favorite play on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for our opening day six-pack on Yahoo. Any questions, comments, feedback, hit me up in the comment section. While you're there in that comment section, guys, I want to know your beast of the night as well. You got mine. Who is your favorite play on opening day? So let's get some comments in there. Who your favorite play is, who your beast of the night is. While you're there on YouTube, guys, if you enjoy stopping by the Fantasy Bar, if you're new here in the Fantasy Bar and you enjoyed today's video, guys, all I ask, you take a second, click that thumbs up button. It really helps us out. means a lot to me. And thank you for stopping by. Don't forget, big money available on Yahoo. Don't forget Roto-Grinders. Get over and sign up for that MLB Premium. And don't forget, we'll be with you three times a week covering FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo here. Excited that baseball is back. For rotogrinders.com, I am Bear Sansalu. Best of luck here on opening day, guys, and we'll see you.
Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Steam 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 1106 on the East Coast, 806 on the West Coast. Good morning, West Coast, and 06 Tennessee time, which of course we just time of the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today is the birthday boy, 27 year old, former Fandle baseball champion. You might remember him from such things as hockey. It's Pepsi 7. What's, what's going on, Pepsi? It's birth- all of our birthdays today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an amazing day. time. Amazing time to be a sports fan and not a better day to celebrate my birthday than on opening day for Major League Baseball. I am pumped. Yeah, it's super, super exciting. Uh, it's it's a tricky slate as it kind of always is as far as opening day because there's multiple slates on multiple slates. And we're going to do our best to knock it all out, of course. Uh, we have a whole new format this year. Uh, yeah. Pepsi, uh, I, I know you're excited about this. Uh, I'm not the most technologically inclined person, but we do have, in theory, a screen share where I'm going to show every single day in our show, we're going to show a peak as far as our premium. Uh, We have so many things to offer as far as premium. Uh, Lineup HQ, Cheese's Million Dollar Musings. You know, you guys, you might remember Cheese is good from such things as winning a million dollars, not once, but twice. Uh, Also a Hall of Famer from a fantasy baseball perspective as well. Uh, The expert rankings, which both of us partake in. Uh, crunch time, uh, you get that two times today, by the way, as a matter of fact. And I believe crunch time will be extended beyond a half hour. Uh, that, of course, takes you all the way up the lock. You get Kevin Ross weather, which is huge, very, very important. Uh, this time of year at all times as far as baseball because weather is huge. If you guys are new to baseball, we're going to do our best to kind of, if we maybe knock out a couple general baseball questions as we go along. We have some new people in the chat, I'm sure. There's some hockey people. There's some uh, basketball people that are just trying to, like, get acclimated to, you know, MLB DFS. That's going to be good times as well. Ownership percentage, Pepsi. We got stack percentage, uh, expert survey, a premium podcast, like what, four or five days a week, uh, you know, with Cheese and Andy and Nate. Uh, that's just some of the things that we have as far as premium. And every day we're going to give you guys a little peek as far as premium. Pepsi, uh, we have lineups sprinkling through. We have what a five, depending on where you're shopping as far as slates. But uh, what, there's only one night game, one game at, uh, you know, what, seven, eight o'clock or so as far as the East Coast, Boston and Seattle. But we will be talking about the 14 games, and it's a it's a it's a bit of an undertaking. But we're both very excited about it. Yeah, it's an extremely exciting slate. I mean, you know, you've got a lot of distinction in terms of teams and uh, and baseball this season. You know, especially the American League, it feels like all the races are already over. So, what's good about that for DFS is over the past few years, it's been tough to pick on any pitcher on opening day. Even a guy like Marcus Stroman, who is not a great pitcher, you know, for the Jays, of course, but he's a tough guy to pick on still at that ground ball rate. So. Today, we've got guys like Brad Keller and Jordan Zimmerman and, and some of these weaker um, teams pitching starting off here. So it's kind of a fun slate because you get the aces, you, you get some arms that aren't so good. So you got some spots to actually pick on. It makes it certainly more interesting on opening day. And uh, having the split slates is a little bit fun, too. So uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. You much appreciate that. The likes help us out in the old analytics. And jump on over here to Rotogrinders as well, rotogrinders.com. If you're asking questions, uh, and YouTube, our producer, uh, hardest working man in the business, D-Train, is going to be copying and pasting them. Yeah. At the end of the show, we actually have carved out a segment specific for questions in the chat. So we're going to be chat, uh, chatting with the uh, you know the chat every single day. That's what we're doing. I know uh, I've made these false promises in the past as far as basketball. we got to lose track of time. We get derailed. But we're absolutely talking to the chat for like at least 10 minutes or so. And you guys drive the end of the show. Uh, you did talk about Pepsi as far as uh, Keller taking the bump for Kansas City. That's not necessarily a certainty. Uh, we're, we're speaking about weather and uh, Roth. Uh, he has his weather out there early. Of course, he gives it the up-to-minute weather as far as what's going down on crunch time. Uh, there's two crunch times today. One that's following us about 10 minutes after our show. Thanks, you guys, on for lock. 
and then one for, I believe, with a three or four o'clock start, depending on if you're Central Time or Eastern Time. Uh, but as of right now, it's a little bit dicey. It's orange yellow. I'll go ahead and drop that link in chat for you guys to take a peek at that. It is orange yellow as far as the game in Kansas City. Uh, Oakland has yellow as far you know, when is yeah. yellow weather in Oakland? But, you know, and look, we, we don't pretend to be meteorologists, Pepsi. Uh, we're just going to assume the game's going to go unless it's like red, 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 and it's just not going to happen. But let's go ahead and speak about these games as, as if they are going to happen clean. How about that? Sounds good to me, man. This chat is lively today. I missed it. I absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, strange we got some weather in Oakland, California, but I agree. We're not meteorologists here. So uh, we'll talk about all the games and all the slates like they're going to happen. Yeah. And the chat's talking about how our old shows where I used to take 40 minutes or so to talk about pitchers, which was important because you know, Pepsi, as we all know, when you're talking about the pitchers, you're also talking about the hitters. We will be doing that. We will be going around the horn and talking about favorite pitchers, uh, favorite you know, first, second, third, yada, 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 but it just won't take up the entire show. We've kind of compacted that to some degree. And you said the chat is lively, Pepsi. Let's make it a little bit more lively. Let's see. Uh, you guys t- tell me, take a guess. How old is Pepsi turning today? 22, <laughs> 23, 24. Take your best guess as far as uh, how old Pepsi is turning today. Uh, I'm sure that we'll get some fun responses in there for sure. Uh, yeah, so we, we mentioned the weather as far as the keys to the slate. That's the key. And it's funny, our, our opening topic is keys to the slate, Pepsi. And again, we're dealing with multiple slates. There's the nine-gamer that happens later. There's a five-gamer that happens early, depending on where you're shopping. Fancy Draft has, uh, you know, a, a, basically all the games today. Uh, to go ahead and pull that up, and, you know, again, depending on where you're shopping, it, it does matter. But uh, we will speak about everything as tricky as it is. My brain, I was up to like 4 o'clock in the morning building lineups and kind of going back and forth, and I don't know what side's doing what. <laughs> you're you're going to help steer the ship, I hope, Pepsi, as far as what's going down uh what slate is what? Because I have a lot of guys I like, and I don't know what slate it's on. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to help you out. I think the best guesses so far for my birthday H here are the 77 and lots of sevens here. So that's that's fairly accurate, I think, here for my birthday. But I share a birthday with Marriott in the chat here. That's pretty cool. There you go. So, of course, somebody's guessing you're 69 years old, but that's no surprise. <laughs> somebody's going to guess you're 420, I imagine, very soon as well. Uh, so Pepsi, the, the keys to the slate, right? Let's talk about the keys to the slate as far as, uh, how we're attacking. Is it, we're talking, it's opening day. It's this weird sort of thing where it's opening day, but, uh, and you kind of reference it as far as it's, it's the haves and the have nots this, this season, as far as some of these teams, some of these teams have four or five, like legit potential aces. Yeah. And then there's the Marlins and then there's the Tigers and then there's your Blue Jays. I mean, I know you re- it's, it only took you all of like three seconds to put your homework hat on and start saying, Oh, Marcus Strowman, Strow show. Uh, but he's not like an opening day ace. Let, let, let's, let's be honest here, right? Um, you know, there, there's a lot, a lot of bad rotations out there. So we're going to be picking on certain teams uh, as the season goes along basically every single day. And, you know, Jordan Zimmerman is by no means an opening day starter. And even like a holy Julio Tehran or well, whatever, you kind of know it, how, how that works. Definitely haves and have nots, but it's, we're so excited to play the slate. There's only so many places that are vulnerable. So many places that are picking on, we don't want to, throw our bats at Max Scherzer necessarily. We don't want to throw our bats at, at DeGrom or, or Blake Snell. Of course, it's baseball, Pepsi, where everybody's a GPP play, right? All it takes is one swing to justify the roster spot. And, uh, so we're excited about the slate, but there's not a lot of places necessarily that kind of jump off the page. And also the weather's not particularly great this time of year. It's cold. Uh, the ball doesn't travel as much. So, you know, Roth will speak to that. Uh, so, like, how are we attacking the slate? Is it an arm slate? Is it a bat slate? Is it somewhere in the middle? Yeah, for the life of me, I could never understand why we open up. Uh, if you're going to open up this early, why you do so on the East Coast when you've got options, obviously, in the West Coast and in and, and, and cities with domes and stuff. I, I, I'm baffled by this. I'm sure there's a better way to do it. But that is neither here nor there. Um, 
the best way, in my opinion, to attack this, you still want to get the arms. If it's the early slate, I still love Scherzer number one. And, of course, Tanaka is really interesting as well in a great home matchup versus Baltimore. That Orioles lineup, team, ugh, that is awful. However, it's cold, <laughs> man. It is really cold there. So, usually that favors the pitcher, obviously. The batters don't want to hit in that situation. But you also kind of wonder about a grip somewhat for Tanaka, too. Is he is he cut from the cold? Is he going to get a great, good grip on that baseball? So, you know, for me, it's definitely more about the arms. It's Scherzer, Tanaka, and the early slate. And then in the late slate, obviously, Verlander becomes the number one guy, I think, and he's pitching a dome, which is great. So I'm mostly going to focus on places, uh, you know, teams playing in warm cities, even though even those warm cities like Oakland aren't that warm today. They're warmer than the East Coast, that's for sure. So warm cities and domes is where I'm going to try to stay with for the most part today here. Yeah, if you pull up the uh, the Rotor Grinders lineup page, you, you get, uh, you know, the weather, uh, you get the lineups, obviously, and uh, we see the Yankees. I don't know what it is in Canadian, but in America – uh, it's 48 degrees Fahrenheit in New York, and that's that's not particularly appealing. Of course, the Yankees are facing one of those uh, punch bags we, we talked about. Andrew Kashner is the opening day starter yeah. uh, in name by default only because Baltimore is an absolutely dreadful organization. Uh, they're just a disaster. We really want to know who two, three, four, and five are kind of waiting behind them. But the tricky part, of course, is that the weather is not particularly uh, appealing for hitting the ball hard. But, you know, guys like Judge, guys like Stanton, who, you know, jump off the page of some, you know, prime spends, instead of hitting the ball 430 feet for home runs, they'll hit it 408 feet for home runs, right? I suppose that's one way to look at it. But, uh, yeah, we're a team total as far as the Yankees is just under six. And your reference to Naka, uh, as far as the team total for Baltimore, it's 2.63. Uh, you you, you kind of talked about Max Scherzer, DeGrom, of course, that pitcher's goal there. And, you know, of course, you can roster some of those hitters there in theory, and all those guys will be – uh, under-owned, and, it's, you know, Scherzer does have a history of getting up some homers, especially the lefties. <clears throat> I suppose you can fire out there in tournaments, but uh, the Yankees are going to be super, super popular. Are the Yankees good chalk or are they bad chalk as far as the opening uh, first part, you know, the first slate? I mean, you could make the case that, hey, it's cold air, it's opening day, and picking on Andrew Castro over the last couple of years hasn't resulted in much success, to be honest, even though he is, I guess, the gas can of the night or the day, if you're going to have one. Um but really, like you said, with the pitching, where else do you really go? I mean, in theory, the Yankees should smash. It's a great ballpark. It's a great matchup. Their bullpen is not good behind Caster. They're the best offense in baseball, in my opinion, uh, you know, regardless of who's in that lineup. And, um, yeah, you can pick on Scherzer and DeGrom if you want to, but I don't want to. And there's just not a lot of great spots to go to. So, yes, the Yankees are heavy chalk. I'm still buying into the chalk today. I'm playing a little bit of the early slate, and I want as many Yankees as I can get. I'll try to be a little contrarian with it, but I just can't fade the Yankees today on opening day. There's just not very many good spots to go to, and uh, I'm all over them. From a tournament perspective, uh, Pepsi, <clears throat> this should be made clear. You'll hear it all the time. You know, If you're new to baseball, uh, if you're coming from basketball where it's a very predictive sport, in baseball you can absolutely fade the greatest hitter in the world, Mike Trout, versus the worst pitcher in the world, whoever. Uh, they can – I mean, the – he can hit four rockets and go over four. Uh, that that's just how it goes sometimes. And if you can project project the player is going to be like 25, 30, 40 percent owned, you absolutely can make an argument for not to not having them. Uh, so do, do we just want to make that clear. Like if anybody's out there, like the lock buttoning things of that sort. As far as the big spends on the early slate, uh, we've referenced the Yankees. We got uh, Judge. We got Stanton. What about what about Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper has those narratives working for him. Uh, first game ever, you know, you know, that does something for you. And I know we talk about the Street all the time. And for me, it's a bigger deal in a sport like basketball where you can kind of dictate your usage. But 
Bryce Harper can't be like tell his teammate, like, look, this is my first game ever. I got to go out there and bang a homework, and I have your at-bat. So all of a sudden, he gets more used to it. He's just going to get his four or five at-bats, and that's it. The other tricky part, of course, is that people love, and you like it a little bit too, Pep, so you can speak to it. They're BBP. They're batters yeah. versus pitcher data, and he's absolutely walloped, absolutely shellacked Julio Tehran. Um, so how do we figure out, you know, Trout, you know, Judge, Stanton, Harper, I don't know how to sort through those guys. They all have a great place to be. I don't know who is the clear-cut favorite. Do you have one? I think if you believe in narrative street and you believe in BVP, uh, you obviously are a big narrative guy. I'm a huge BVP guy. I, I believe in it, you know, wholeheartedly. So I give Harper the edge here just because I feel like, you know, we talked about how good the situation is. He's facing Tehran, who has trouble versus lefties. He's in a home run hitting ballpark. Um, and he's absolutely owned Tehran throughout his career. So if I'm Julio Tehran, I probably don't want to pitch to him. You know, if I come up in a situation where that base is open, he's not seeing anything. But there's got to be a couple of the bats out of those three or four that you do pitch to my guess, especially early on, right? You figure they're going to pitch to him, but yeah, worst case scenario, they walk him. So I think in cast games, I like Harper. If he's getting walked a couple of times, he's on base, he can score. If you pitched him, obviously he's a big threat. I'm going to give the edge to Harper and cash uh, in terms of upside for GPPs. I, I might slide with Stanton just because of the fact that our trout, of course, um, just because of the fact that I think they get pitched to more. I don't think they're pitching around Stanton, you know, as much as they might pitch around, uh, I got like uh, Harper or Trout. So for me, uh, I'm going to go Harper and Cash, give the edge to Stanton and GBPs. But Trout still is maybe the best overall play in terms of Cash and GBPs combined. They're not going to pitch around him leading off. Fire his fly ball pitcher. And I think that Harper and uh, Stanton are going to be more popular than Trout today. Yeah, Fires last season gave up a, a homer per nine, 1.67 times uh, you know, per nine innings. That's the second worst on the slate. Jordan Zerman gave a homer per nine. 1.92 times, which, uh, you know, totals are important in baseball. Of course, a lot of them are kind of sort of condensed, but that one sort of jumps off as, uh, I don't know, a little bit sneaky because the names aren't particularly appealing as far as Detroit versus uh, your Blue Jays, Pepsi, but nine as far as the total. And, you know, we have a controlled weather environment too, which this time of year is absolutely a perk. Like, give me the, the 74 degrees or whatever it is in Canadian uh, Celsius, and you can work that in your head. I have no idea, but uh in, in Toronto kind of a neutral ballpark basically we'll give a nine total two you know two arms that aren't particularly great especially from an opening day perspective as far as Zerman and Stroman does that feel like kind of like a sneaky game as far as the later slate I mean you would think so but the problem I mean there's two week bullpens too I would imagine too coming out of Toronto and short of course it's obviously too early to know exactly how the bullpens are going to pan out but we don't expect them to be very good here uh, the trade of Morales so it doesn't really help the Jays offense not that he was a huge bat but he's a guy that had multi-homer upside on occasion and at least multi-hit upside here and he was hitting the middle about lineup so the problem is both lineups are so weak you kind of wonder how it's going to work out and again Stroman not an elite pitcher by any means but not a guy you have to pick on with that ground ball rate so I do like the Jays offense I think there's some upside there versus Zimmerman but I think overall that game could disappoint in terms of run scoring don't have our lineups just yet by the way if you're on the lineups page and if it has a white backdrop as far as the team that means that that means that lineup is official if it has a like a pink reddish backdrop that means that's the projected lineup but yeah, as far as the Blue Jays projected lineup, they got Brandon Drury projected to leave off. That is that is about as punchless as it gets. Um, Billy McKinney, Grit, you know, Gritchick, Smoke Monster, Guriel, Teoscar Hernandez. He's got some pop. Uh, Kevin Millar, better defender than he is, is Millar. Kevin yeah. Millar. Kevin Millar is no longer playing baseball. He's an analyst somewhere. Uh, Danny Jansen, potential rookie of the year. There's some rumblings that he's out there. Um, you know, of course, his, his teammate who's not up just yet. He's currently injured. Uh, I'm sure you guys are excited. Vladdy's kid. 
Uh, how old do you feel that Vladdy's kid is now on your favorite team, Pepsi? You, you certainly don't feel 23 as you're, you like to claim it's your birthday today. <laughs> yeah, it does make you feel old for sure, but uh, pretty excited that we have uh, Bichette's kid, Bijou's kid, and Guerrero's kid. It's pretty exciting. And, and, you know, in future for these GMs that are out there drafting, when in doubt, just grab a former major leaguer's son. Seems to work out. You got Craig Bijou's kid as well in the, that Toronto system as well. And Dante Bichette's kid too. You guys have all yeah. the, few, the kids, basically. I literally just said that to you. Literally just said. <laughs> but hey, at least I know you're uh, doing your normal thing here, and maybe perhaps you're reading the chat. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there. I'm in mid-season form, Pepsi. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just nervous about the screen share. I feel like I'm going to screw it up. We'll talk about it in a second. Again, we're going to show you guys, uh, give, give you a peek as far as our premium. Uh, did what I say, you know, Pepsi, you know we live in the world of a salary cap, right? We're building your lives. You can't just say, well, I'm going to roster Max Scherzer. Uh, and I'm going to roster, uh, sure, Chris Sale, and then I'm going to stack the Yankees. Like, you can't do that. I won't accept that. As far as guys, you know, dollar for dollar, uh, again, this is kind of on the later slate on fantasy. Fantasy draft has the entire slate with the exception of the late game. Depends on where you're shopping. But, um, like, I didn't really – I don't want to play Elvis Sanders. But if they're going to price him so cheap, Elvis Sanders makes a lot of sense today, right? I think he's the best bang for your buck in the entire slate, to be honest. You know, that, that Rangers lineup to me is a little bit underrated. We know it's a great ballpark. It finished last year, what, uh, number one in the American League at home runs, number one in all of baseball and runs scored. Usually the weather's pretty good there. Not a typical hot Texas day today, but still certainly better again in the East Coast games. And you got two bad lefties on the mound, or two below average lefties at least. Andrew's likely hitting the middle of that lineup. I, I think they're going to probably have him hitting likely third, I'm going to guess here. Of course, that lineup not out yet, obviously. But uh, at that price point, uh, 28 in FanDuel, 33 on DraftKings. Uh, just way too cheap, but he's got uh, multi-hit upside, multi-run upside. He can steal you a base, and uh, that game has the potential for a shootout. So for me, uh, I think he's one of the keys in all formats because, yeah, you go there and cast maybe over Javi Baez, say, or a Manny Machado or something like that, and or even just because he's so much cheaper, it allows you to fit in the ace like a Scherzer or a Verlander. But even in GPPs, he still has the upside and opens the door for you to get a Stanton, a Harper, or Chris Davis or Trout or some big bat like that as well. So for me, Andrews is the key to the slates in terms of best bang for your buck. Yeah, more lineup versatility on fans draft. You can roster like Baez and uh, Elvis, you know, and that's something you can absolutely do. It's just infielders and outfielders, basically utility spots. Uh, and he's like 6'5 over there in fans draft. He's way, way too cheap. And you mentioned Lester. Lester's just a name brand, right? He's a name brand that's yeah. no longer nearly as good as he used to be. Uh, if you fire up, you know, you check out uh, his ERA last year which we don't really talk a lot of ERA, but just kind of shows how lucky he was. He had a 3-3-2 ERA, but he actually had a Sierra, which is a more accurate read of 4-5-7. He had an XFIP of 4-4-3. And like you said, the ballpark there in Texas, while it's not midseason form where, you know, it's mid-90s and, you know, we have totals of nine, you know, 9, 10, 11 or so, uh, it's all relative. And relatively speaking, Texas is pretty decent weather when you compare it to, to New York, where it's like 48, 49, 50, give or take. Uh, let's jump uh, and move on and talk about uh, around the horn, Pepsi. Around yeah. the horn, we're gonna. Yeah, this is kind of sort of what we did last year, but we're gonna do it in a much more condensed format. Uh, I want like you know our top pitchers, our top catchers. Uh, you know, kind of go around. Give me like one guy at each price tiering if you can. Uh, give me, and this is kind of like a cash game perspective. And we're gonna jump on and we'll talk about tournaments later on. We have pivots, stacks, dongs. We're gonna talk about that soon enough as well. And if that's the first time you're hearing that in the baseball context, you're like, what? Those are home runs, kids. By the way, hey, uh, you want to give away a T-shirt, Pepsi? Absolutely. Let's give away at least one T-shirt. Okay, at least one. Uh, you don't have to follow me in the Twitter machine, but tweet me this. Tweet me this. Uh, the first person to give me the first homer of the day, the first person that homers, 
that tweets it out. Now, go ahead and check and make sure. If you guys have a name out there, that dude Homer's and somebody else beat you to it, sorry. So no repeats. Make sure you don't repeat it. But the first person that tweets me with the first person that Homer's, uh, you get yourself a Runner Runners t-shirt. There you go. You don't get yourself a Bart Colon t-shirt. That's what I'm rocking today. I, I can't hook that up. Bring <laughs> Bart goat. back. Come on. The goat. <laughs> Somebody's got to sign Bart Cologne, right? We got to make that happen. But uh, Pepsi, tell the people, give them the cheat code. Who's going to hit the first tournament's homer today? I assume that the Yankees will be like the chalk because it's the first game and it's also the Yankees. But like, yes, yes, that's too easy to give you a Yankee. That's a great question. Let me go. Um, let me go, Matt Carpenter, and wait. We'll have to wait for two ten. Oh, that's oh man, that's a that's a that's a tough sweat, man. He's got to bang it out in his first at bat, and there's got to be no homers the first hour, which is certainly possible because yeah. Nobody's going to homer up the ground on Scherzer, right? In theory. It's unlikely. It's unlikely, but I'm going to go contrarian because I want that T-shirt. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, to be honest, I know a guy. If you want, I can make it happen for you. You might have to pay the shipping because, you know, in Canada, it's a little, it's a little dicey. Uh, and it costs like 15, 20 bucks as far as, you know, to get in, the, in your country. Uh, but, you know, if, you're, if you really want to make it happen, I can make it happen for you. I can get you a T-shirt. You get all the connections. <laughs> Let's go around the horn, Pepsi. This is not from like a cash game perspective. Uh, give me your favorite cash game spend. If you can do it for both slates, too, that'd be, that'd be much appreciated. You want me to start uh, with pitcher here? Are we going to go by position? Like, what are we doing here? I just said pitcher. I'm sorry. Oh! I pulled the Dean. 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1. One, one. Rubber match. <laughs> Tie game early on. Everybody saw that coming. <laughs> I, I think uh, we'll talk early slate. Love Mad Max. He, he's the guy. And he's already gone seven innings in spring training, struck out of 10. He's got that ability again today. Not too many pitchers are going to have that long a leash, I don't think, either. And nobody else like him goes for the strikeout every single batter. So give me Max if you're paying up in cash. I really like Tanaka as well if you can't quite get there. I know you didn't want me to talk GPP. I love my GPPs. But if you, for some reason, need to have more bats for opening day for fun, I'm cool with that. I think Tanaka is pretty safe as well. I don't even hate Stroman. I don't think he gets lit up. If you want to go the cheap guy, uh, I think Stroman's a decent cash game He's not going to get beat up. The Ks may not be there, but he could go five or six. And strike out four, that might be enough for you. So that's where I'll start my pitcher. And the late slate, it's all about Verlander. And I think Eric Lauer is the guy I'm leaning to to make everything happen. I don't love anybody below Verlander. I think Barrios is interesting if Cleveland's lineup is a little bit limited. Um, and for some reason, Jose Ramirez is not in the lineup, for example. We know Lindor is already out, and they lost some pieces like Brantley. So I don't mind that. But I'll go down with uh, Eric Lauer in the bottom tier and load up on some bats with Verlander in that respect. Am I going to go back to your thoughts, or am I just going to hammer all these positions out and just keep giving you guys? Yeah, what's well, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to really cut you off. You were kind of in a, in a flow, and I, I wanted to you know, compile what you said. As far as Cleveland, uh, that lineup, as good as their rotation is, that their lineup looks equally as bad, especially you know, Jose Ramirez suffered an injury in spring training late, and it looked much more serious than it actually is. Now he's kind of questionable today. Of course, you know, Lindor is out for the foreseeable future as well, too. Uh, they lost Brantley, who's no longer on that team. Uh, they also lost uh, – Kipnis is not playing right now. So the yeah. projected lineup looks absolutely brutal. Of course, it's going to be cold in Minnesota as well, too, like Leonis Martin, uh, Jacob Bowers. Now, they have Jose Ramirez in the projected lineup. Of course, if he's not there, it's a big hit. And I, I like Barrios as is to some degree, but uh, absolutely a really, really appealing tournament bump uh, against, uh, you know, if, if there's no Ramirez as well, that lineup's going to trickle down and be even worse. I uh, When we do our screen share, I'm going to talk about Tanaka because Tanaka – like you said, he's a great tournament play. I think uh, I, I made multiple kind of jumping back and forth. FanDuel specific, like trying to figure out if I'm going to run with Verlander or Tanaka. I kind of jump back and forth. And it's like, basically, it's a matter of like getting two more big bats. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, Tanaka, what is Tanaka's issue, right? He yields homers. 
this Baltimore team is kind of sort of punchless. I know there's Chris Davis, who historically has some power, but the key with power is hitting the ball first, and that's a big issue for him because he strikes out like a third of the time or so. Now, of course, he can get a hold of one that's short porch lefty 300 feet down the right field line, so he's an interesting tournament play that nobody's going to roster. Uh, and that we talked about how dreadful that Baltimore lineup is. Their team total is 2.6, which is awful. Uh, you know, you want to get that win, the W. You know, it's, depending on where you're shopping, it means more in other places. Uh, the quality start helps. Uh, do want to say, like, I think that the starters this time of year, they might lose an inning just because yeah, they're not absolutely. fully. They're not going to go like 110. Uh, you know, they're probably not going to crack triple digits as far as the, uh, as far as the pitches. Uh, you know, so maybe they're limited to some degree. Like the CGSO is probably not going to happen, the complete game shutout. So that makes me think I don't, it's not as risky to not play one of those appealing guys, but also there's a big opportunity cost, Pepsi, because, you know, there's a lot of big name starters and maybe, you know, maybe Scherzer gets, you know, beat up. Maybe, I suppose. Maybe DeGrom does. Maybe Tanaka. But like not all these guys. Uh, so there's going to be plenty of pitchers that have put up big scores, right? Yeah, there is. And that is the problem with Tanaka, maybe only going five innings, good Yankee bullpen. But at the same time, he can strike out seven Orioles in those five innings. And again, I mentioned Scherzer, spring training already going seven and striking out 10. He has that upside. But again, he could just go six. And a lot of guys are probably going to hit that 85, 90 max pitch mark today. And that's it. So early on, this is when I think it's a little bit easier for you to take the risk and go to a guy like a Tanaka or somebody else that's a little bit cheaper and save off these big aces. Because I just don't see anybody... Like you mentioned, complete game shutout. Like Scherzer's not going nine and striking out 12 today. You know, he's probably going to go six, strike out eight, and Tanaka can go five and strike out seven. And therefore, maybe in terms of dollar for dollar, he's the better player, at least close enough. And as you mentioned, you get those two big bats, which is fun on opening day, of course. And it just takes one home run to make up all those points. So if you can upgrade to a Stanton and a Judge with Tanaka, you know, that, that might be worth the while today here. By the way, very excited about this Pepsi. I'm not sure if you've seen the lineups trickling on through. But, and you mentioned spring training, but he sure has struck out 12 guys, I think, his last start. Uh, I don't know if it counts. It was against the Marlins, but he, did still, he struck out 12 people. Was it a um, 10? Seven innings, 10 strikeouts? I believe it was 12, but doesn't did matter. he get the 12? Wow. Okay, there you go. So, uh, speaking of spring training, and spring training numbers, for the most part, I don't care about. Uh, veterans just kind of working their way into shape, trying out new things, yada, yada, yada. But uh, Hunter Pence had the goofiest spring training. Speaking, he does everything goofy, right? He... Um, yeah, I think at three home runs, but seven stolen bases, which is just outrageous for a guy who's 35 years old. What's really good, dreadful the last couple of years dealing with some injuries. He's playing for Texas today. He's batting fifth. He's 5.9K on fantasy draft. He is uh, 2.8K on DK. Hunter Pence is going to be super popular, man. 2.1 on FanDuel. I'm the only guy, I think, that ranked him in the uh, uh, experts, or not the expert service, or the CVR today as well, because of the fact that I figured he was going to get the lineup, splits in his flavor, you know, and the fact that he had a pretty good spring. Hopefully, he's bouncing back a little bit here. And again, I agree with you. I'm not really into the spring numbers, but this is a situation where we are taking a bit of an interest just because it's a guy working his way into a team. It's a veteran guy. You want, is he done? Does he bounce back? Was he hurt? Did he make some adjustments? Who knows what all happened here, but the spring was good. Now he's hitting fifth, I see. Yeah. He's dirt cheap in a game with a high over-under total here. I like it. And again, I ranked him in my outfield for the for CVR. So that's the guy that I'm on. And he's taking the victory lap before the game even happens, man. Look no, at you. but I'm just saying I, I saw this coming. I thought he's gonna be a great value play, I think. And uh, sure enough, he's in the lineup. I'm happy about that. I still think Andrews is the best bang for your buck because he's a much better play, but Penn's hitting fifth, whether it's cash or GPPs. 
that opens up a lot of room to make things happen. Even if he doesn't do anything, it allows you to make some things happen offensively, which is nice. And if he gets us a couple hits, even better. But we should now expect him to be kind of popular. The chat is like, I cannot believe you're touting uh, Hunter Pence. Look, it, we live in the world of a salary cap, man. This dude is super, super cheap. He's crazy cheap. Uh, and I, well, I think he's 35. You put 37. I think you're grading him on the scale of that you t- tell people how old you are, Pepsi. Uh, I believe he's 35 years old. I could be mistaken on that. I'll look uh, it up. Me, I was guessing here. Let's go. Let's look him up here. I believe it's 35. I, I actually Googled, Googled this last night. This is the, yeah, I was, uh, you know what? I mixed it up. He is 35. We were talking last night about someone else who was 37. Ben Zobris is 37. Ben Zobris. That's right. We had that conversation. My bad. So he's 35, guys. Let's knock out your favorite catchers. Um, in the early slate, Gary Sanchez. It's all about Gary Sanchez. Catching is awful this season. It's like Sanchez, Ramuto, and nobody else you ever want to play for the most part, it seems like. So love Sanchez. Late slate. Contreras is the bat I want to go to again if I can get there. And I think catcher might be worth paying up for today just because it's so ugly. If you're looking for a little bit of value, maybe it's the Pittsburgh Cincy game. Cervelli maybe is the guy I would probably go to for value. Yeah, I don't – it's it's gross, man. And it depends who you're playing. Obviously, on Fandle, you don't have to play a catcher. Uh, on fantasy draft, you don't have to play a catcher. DJ yeah. forces you to play one. And, uh, I mean, I love Real Muto. I don't necessarily love the spot today for Real Muto. I, you know, Tehran Historically has pretty – Dramatic splits, you know, he's much better against righties than he is against lefties. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be on Ramuto outside like a Philadelphia stack. Uh, I think he's the best hitting catcher in baseball. Uh, 57 degrees in Philly today for what it's worth. Uh, first base is not very stacked today, Pepsi. Is that is that fair to say? I don't love first. It's fine. But yeah. 14 games, it's, well, you know, it feels like a little weak. It might even be a position where you get a little value there. I think Rizzo makes sense because he's the big bad. And, yeah, the lefty-lefty matchup's there. But it doesn't really scare us. And, and, you know, you're going to get mostly a right-handed heavy Texas bullpen after that. After that, mine are out in three and two-thirds or something. So I do like Rizzo if you're paying up. And I think if you're doing Cubs stacks, which, again, they'll be popular, uh, not a lot of people might go to Rizzo. So I like Rizzo in the top tier. In terms of value, I like Greg Bird early state. Way too cheap. Um, that Yankees lineup. Love Greg Bird. Good spring. Justin Bohr, the Bohr, fantastic versus righties. You don't really know how many bats he's going to get, but he is a beast versus righties. And uh, the Smoke Show, uh, Justin Smoke's also too cheap and a great matchup versus uh, versus Zimmerman there. So it's a position that it, you don't have to pay up to today for sure. And perhaps it's a good spot to get some value and save your money for other positions. Yeah, I'll save a couple of tournament pivots. But like I was going through the Angels roster and I was trying to figure what happens if a lefty comes in for fires. How, what are the chances of Bohr getting pinch hit for him? You know, I don't, they don't really have anybody on the bench that looks particularly appealing either. I imagine he's going to play first. I imagine Pulos is going to be the DH and Bohr is just, you know, a ton of power. Obviously, just not very good historically against lefties. Uh, so he might only get two legit at bats. But um, yeah, I don't know if he gets yanked either. Like David Fletcher, I'm not sure if he's going to start or not, but the, it's pretty thin as far as the Angels uh, bench. Doesn't seem like there's somebody like a clear path to him getting the hook necessarily. Who, who knows as far as, uh, but you mentioned the, well, we'll talk about, you talked about Bird. I want to talk about somebody else in that team. Spoiler alert, it's pretty obvious who else I like at first base of the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> Eastbound position, second base, Pepsi. Give me a, give me a couple dudes. Yeah, second base, another position that's, uh, that's, that's pretty weak. I think you can play some Gleber Torres. I like his lineup spot today. Again, it's all about the Yankees. They're all in play today. And um, as much as we don't love the 37-year-old Ben Zobrist, you know, he's likely going to hit maybe two in that lineup. I guess he could lead off perhaps if is not. And um, he's reasonably priced across industry. Now, we're not getting a double-dong day, but can he run into a hit and a walk and a run, an RBI, something? Sure, I just I just don't see a reason to pay up. Yeah, you get Altuve versus the lefty, but do I want to pick on Blake Snell? I mean, it's just too many of the better bats that aren't in great positions. Cano versus a righty, I like it, but it sure isn't. You know what I mean? So it's just 
it's one of those things where I don't have to pay up for a second. As I was constructing my lineups for both cash and GBPs, I felt like I waited on second base. Uh, Odor is a guy that I think is interesting, but more of a uh, GBP play again with the lefty lefty matchup there. But uh, in cash, I think that Zobris and Torres are, are Torres has your bigger ceiling, obviously, but Zobris is just kind of safe and reasonably priced. Yeah, I think my favorite cash game play at second base, especially if I'm sitting down, is uh, Adam Frazier. A little bit yeah. of pop, a little bit of speed. Uh, and we talk, you know, being on the road is a great thing in, in baseball because you're locked into nine innings. You know, you're locked into nine innings, you're leading off. There's a very, very good chance he's got five ABs, assuming that Pittsburgh does a decent job of getting hits here against Cincinnati. Uh, five ABs on layaway. I think Luis Castillo has an electric arm, but he is vulnerable to the lefties. Nice ballpark as well, too. And, you know, it's actually 69, which is nice considering – uh, you know, it's 48, 49, 50 dollar ballpark. So uh, Frazier's probably the guy I'm looking at right now as far as second. I suppose you can play a Kinsler, uh, basically the same price. I just think Frazier's a better option amongst those two. Uh, I mean, Mad Bum is not the guy he used to be, and I'm okay picking on him. I just think Frazier, a uh, little better option against Kinsler, who's kind of long in the two. Uh, let's jump to uh, your position, Pepsi. Shortstop, what are you doing? Yeah, again, the best bang for buck is, is Alice Andrews. I mean, he's an absolute uh, steal, I think, on, uh, on, on DraftKings. He's reasonably priced on FanDuel as well. And where we got him hitting today in the three school, as, as we expected, hitting three. So I really love Andrews. Uh, obviously, Javi Baez is a guy that you want to pay up for as well. I don't understand DraftKings here. He's played second, third, and short <laughs> all last season. They got all the uh, dual eligibilities out there. He should have second as well. I'd love to play Baez a second, but he's only listed as a shortstop. DK. He fell asleep on this one, disappointed, but still. Uh, Baez is the guy you're paying up for. He's in a great spot here, much better versus lefties than he was versus righties in terms of his strikeout rate and power and whatnot. And if I'm going down a little bit, it's Andrews. You know, I mean, those are going to be the two most popular guys, too. So if you want to be a little different, there's a few ways you can go. And I think the one guy that I'm interested in that has that ability to steal the spotlight that maybe nobody's really talking about because we don't know how good about some Bumgar really is at this point. Is he healthy? Is he back? Is he no longer good? But Manny Machado is a guy that could get overlooked, and I kind of like him a little bit today if I'm stepping outside of the box. Hot corner, third base, favorite place. I guess it's Chris Bryant, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's Chris Bryant. It's, it's Bryant all the way. Early slate, Andujar. Again, it's another Yankee bat. No surprise there. Um, actually, sorry, Machado is listed as a third baseman, I want to say, um, as well. So I don't know what sites he's short, what sites he's third. But on DK, third base, Machado again uh, there. But um, – uh, Jung Ho Gong. I mean, this is a guy that I've always been a fan of. He didn't hit for average in the spring here, but he hit like six bombs, has the power, has the ballpark. Another nice value play there. If you're not going for Bryant, I think Gung's an interesting uh, value play as well. Yeah, Jung Ho Gong's been out of baseball for a couple of years through a variety of reasons. Still not that old, 31 years old, and there is some pop in that bat. And I think he's an interesting pivot, obviously positive ballpark as well, too. Let's jump into the outfield, Pepsi, your favorite outfielders. We kind of touched on him earlier, you know, as far as the big spends with the uh, the Yankees, the big boppers there for New York. And, well, you should mention, we didn't really talk about him, but Brett Gardner, again, he's not a guy that kind of makes things work. Uh, I don't really want to play Gardner, but, you know, he's a leadoff hitter for a team that's projected to score just under six yeah, runs, and the it. price is pretty fair. Uh, and then, of course, we have Bryce Harper in the conversation, Mike Trout in the conversation. Uh, your favorite big spend in the outfield, and then somebody that's a, a cheapie, I guess the guy who ranked Pence is somebody we're talking about now. What do you have for me? Yeah, in the early slate, again, it's, it's Harper and the Yankee bats, Judge and Stanton for value. Yes, it's Gardner. Um, late slate, it's going to be Trout for the big guy. And there's a few cheapies, like we talked about Pence. Also, Delano Shields leading off as a guy I like that I ranked pretty high, too. Uh, like both those guys for value. But if you want to get off the chalkiness of, of Pence and the Shields, uh, Jesse Winker and Hunter Renfro are two guys that are pretty cheap as well that I like. And maybe a mid-tier guy I'll throw in there, too. Corey Dickerson's a guy I like in the mid-tier. I almost made him my sneaky home run call over Justin Bohr. So, 
there's a variety of ways to go there, and there's plenty of value to to get outside of Delano DeShields and uh, Hunter Pence. Like I said, with guys like Winker leading off, and uh, and Ren- Renfro's got a pretty good bat there too. And I'm interested to see how Bumgarner faces these podgy right-handed power bats. It's it's uh, I'm not sure Bumgarner's all the way back here. Yeah, I think the party Padres are kind of sort of a sneaky stack. We'll talk about stacks in a second. And by the way, I'd like to add to that conversation. You basically knocked out two of my favorite mid-tier plays. Uh, love Corey Dickerson today as a one-off of nothing else. A great power there, great ballpark. And Mr. Steal Your Girl, the Winker, flirter, <laughs> Jesse Winker. Uh, he seems really cheap as well, too, kind of make things work. Again, not a lead-off hitter. Surprise, surprise. Pepsi, are you excited? It's time to see if I can handle technology correctly. Uh, cross your fingers. It's the premium peak. We're going to take a peek today at the uh, plate IQ. Presumably, our producer, D-Train, <clears throat> is going to pull up uh, my screen in the background. Let me get rid of all the weird things that I have on my screen and uh, you know, so the people don't start judging me. I'll pull <laughs> up the, the plate IQ, Pepsi. The plate IQ is just an awesome, awesome tool here. There's some premium stuff here. There's some free stuff here, depending on, you know, I have, uh, I know a guy. So the same guy that hooks up the T-shirts, I know that guy. He makes sure I get the premium here. So I'm not exactly sure what is free and what is not. But, you know, I pulled up the Baltimore Yankees game. Uh, and just kind of like take a peek as far as what's going down. You know, uh, you can see the exact lineup and the exact hitters and just see who Tanaka is facing. And I love to look at, you know, how terrible this lineup is on Baltimore. It gives you, if there's a check mark next to it, that means that is the official lineup. Uh, collectively, red is bad. Green is is good. It's dummy proof. Uh, and as far as this Baltimore team, a bunch of dudes are red as far as striking out. Strikeouts are king. You want to get as many strikeouts as possible. Uh, this team collectively strikes out 23.2% of the time. Uh, their WOA 316 is not particularly appealing. Uh, ISO, their isolated power. There's a couple guys that have some isolated power. And you do want to extend it. I only have it on last season. I should make it where it's two seasons. The bigger sample is much better. Get two, 2017, 2018. The bigger sample, the more accurate the read happens to be here, Pepsi. And we jump on over to Tanaka. And Tanaka has a what, 25% K rate, which is pretty positive. That's green. Green is good. And it gives the splits versus lefties versus righties. It's basically, you know, the same down the middle, 25% and change. And uh, it tells you about his fly ball rate, his ground ball rate, his line drive rate. You want to know if it's hard, medium, soft, as far as how the ball is being hit. You can do the same deal for all the hitters too. And now that's the Baltimore lineup. You see all the red. Now watch, it's going to change the green Pepsi because now we have the Yankees facing Andrew Caster. Andrew Caster, let's just take a quick peek at it. Oh, that's all red. Caster is dreadful, 13.4 K percentage. That is putrid. Um, and as far as the Yankees, their isolated power just jumped off the page. Uh, and I talked about Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt's got a higher Woba uh, than, than Stanton. Uh, the isolated power at 233, like he's got tons of power too. And of course, you know, Bird's going to be popular in first base. You can play them both depending on where you're shopping. Uh, I love Voigt at the Bengal Alley. He's a guy that can potentially hit like 35 plus homers this year. And, you know, people are going to be on Judge. People are going to be on Stanton. And for good reason, Sanchez as well. But uh, don't forget, don't sleep on, uh, sleep on good old Luke Voigt. That is a peek at the premium. Oh, there's also premium reports. Uh, and look, this is the Yankees. Look at all the positive stuff. This is, you know, hey, this is all the, the things we can say good about the Yankees facing Baltimore. And again, now, if you, you know, there's only one or two negative things. If we flip the, the dashboard and we go to the other side, let's check out the Baltimore hitters. And everything is negative, Pepsi. All negative. There's a couple positive things. And there's so much stuff to dig into. And, of course, this is for every single game. This is just Baltimore and New York. You can kind of jump around and take a peek at any single game now. We don't have the Cleveland, Cleveland lineup just yet. That's why there's no check mark. But once that is official, oh, Pepsi, how, how is my pitch? I, I use this all the time. Like, this is completely genuine. I, I love digging in here. And, you know, nothing else matters more as far as pitchers, as far as who they're facing. 
and it gives you the exact, you know, okay, I want to face a bunch of dudes that strike out a lot. That's important to me. Let's fire up the old plate IQ. Pepsi, are you so are you gonna start using plate IQ? You use it anyway, don't you? I, I absolutely love it. It's an amazing tool. And and to be honest, I I mean there's some times where I'm kind of good at this whole DFS thing, and I don't know where I'd be without the MLB premium package here from RG. I absolutely love it. Cheese's articles are phenomenal. I mean, he's the best in the business. There's no doubt about it. Nobody compares to this guy. And he's quite funny as well. So I love reading his articles. Expert surveys, fantastic. But of all the tools, this one's phenomenal. I think the plate IQ is my best. And I, you know, when you look at the price point for the entire season for MLB premium, it is worth every single penny. Cause you know, we talk about it all the time. We build lives together off air, uh, talk GPP. We talk cash. We use all these tools. They are phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I think the plate IQ has actually become my favorite tool. It's just amazing. I was going to pull up Cheese's article, just going to scroll and see how long it is. It's completely insane. Uh, it's a long read. It's a thorough read, but it's a really, really good read. It's just for today's slate. And speaking of Cheese is good, uh, it's like you almost do. He's going to be on crunch time, 12.15 on the East Coast. We're going to step aside about five minutes after the hour, give or take. Uh, make way for crunch time. Takes you all the way up the lock. It's not just uh, Dave Potts. Cheese is good. Two-time millionaire winner. Best writer in the business, also a Hall of Famer from a fantasy baseball perspective. Uh, Kevin Roth will be on there to give the most update weather and sports, what's going down. And there's also a later uh, crunch time that has JSU Rab and Roth as well, as far as uh, what, 315 of the East Coast. And it takes you all the way up to the second lock. So a lot going down here. Uh, it's not just us, obviously. If you guys are premium members, you can get access to crunch time. They answer as many questions as possible. Uh, and, you know, if anything goofy or weird changes, they will, of course, uh, you know, react appropriately pepsi we're gonna knock out some uh, pivots some stacks some dongs after that we're gonna chat with the chat it's gonna be good times give me we talked about a lot of our chalk plays give me your favorite pivot and pitcher i just want to say this first a couple of guys that in the chat were mentioning how long the the cheese read was and not only is it long it's funny too but and also the plate iq he asked for the cliff notes because it's a lot to handle uh if you're looking for cliff notes cheese does do that in his article as well so you don't want to read the whole pitcher breakdown go right to the cliff notes he breaks it right to the point and same with batters and hitters, too, for stacks and batters. So you just want to get to the business quickly. You only, need, you only got 10 minutes. Uh, Cheese does a fantastic job in his article getting right to the point, guys. So it is certainly there as well. My pivots for pitcher, early slate again, I'm on Tanaka. If you're not going to Scherzer, love Tanaka. If you want to go cheap and have all the bats, you want to stack up the Yankees and Cubs or whatever it is, Marcus Stroman I think will be perfectly fine today. Uh, and the late slate, I'm having a tough time getting on anybody but Verlander, to be honest. But I guess I would go with Kluber. I just think he's pretty safe. And if Jose Ramirez is not in that lineup, which is already missing Kipnis and, and Lindor and, and, of course, Brantley for free agency there, uh, Barrios is interesting. So I'm going to throw out a cheap pitcher. Like, you know, people are going to be playing Eric Lauer to make things work. Yeah. He's, not, he's not this great pitcher. He doesn't have this great K rate necessarily, but he's facing a Giants team. That good is spring, too. Yeah. Say it again? Very good spring, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to throw out Urania. Uh, and I'm not, it's not like a homer call. I'm, not, I'm no longer a Marlins fan. But your Marlins, buddy. I'm yeah. buying into yeah. this. Might be a thing. This might be a thing. You remember years ago the rock pile? Uh, the, you know, Jared Weaver supposedly throwing the ball in the rock pile, and he's he had much better numbers at home uh, in the, there in Anaheim. The Marlins got rid of that monstrosity uh, in, in left center field. You know the big uh, you know the Marlin that goes around the fireworks on the rare occasion they had a home run. You know you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that twenty billion dollar piece of art they called it. Yes, it was it was an art piece. <laughs> uh, so that's no longer there, but it's kind of, sort of, somewhat, almost in the batter's eye. Uh, it's it's you know it's not exactly dead center, but it's just left the center, and now it's kind of left like a space of white to some degree. And uh, opposing hitter Charlie Blackman was talking about how that might be a thing and kind of screw up the the batter's eye. 
And the Rockies are, you know, dreadful outside of cores. It's not a good, it, all it is is you're, you're afraid of the laundry. You're afraid of the, the name brand. It, we're talking about Arenado, Story, and Blackman. Otherwise, it's just sort of whatever. Uh, and again, the numbers really plumbing on the road. I, I think Jose Urania uh, is kind of an interesting tournament play. Again, this is all to make, if you want to stack the Yankees, you want to stack the big boys. It's not like you, you think Urania is going to put up the same scores as Scherzer. Uh, give me your favorite tournament catcher. That might be a trick question. Tournament catcher. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just sticking with Contreras and, and, and uh, Sanchez. I'm probably paying off. I like those guys to hit home runs or big games. I really don't like any of the catch on the board aside from Contreras in the late slate and Sanchez in the early slate. I'm just looking for value. And again, I'm going to go to, uh, to um, Cincinnati in that ballpark for value with Cervelli or Buckhart probably. You got a first baseman, a uh, pivot. I'm giving you all my great guys here. Come on now, you're going back to the same thing here again. Uh, Luke Voigt's interesting, as you mentioned. If you uh, Most guys will be on Bird, so Voigt is certainly interesting. <laughs> and uh, maybe Josh Bell is interesting in Pittsburgh. I mean, does the multi-hit game, I guess. I don't know, but I'm just – to me, it's the Rizzo factor. It's the lefty versus lefty and paying up. I don't see him being as popular as the rest of the Cubs. Yeah, uh, Elvis Anders versus Baez. What are you doing in that conversation? That's tough. I'm going to do a little bit of both, which is which is interesting. Like if I'm stuck and say Pittsburgh, I'm going to have Baez once and Andrews once, that sort of thing. I'm going to try to double up because I want them both on DK especially. Um, on Fanduel, you can get them both. You can go utility. You can go shortstop. Um, if you can get to Baez, I'm going to Baez. But again, the best bang for your buck is Andrews. If I can go to Andrews and upgrade to a Trout versus Baez and a Dickerson, say, then I'm going to go Andrews and Trout. But uh, Baez for pure points, Andrews in terms of dollar for dollar. Gonna have about 10 ish minutes or so as far as uh, a piece in the chat answering any questions that's on the chat's fine. A couple more things before we move on to that. Feel free to load them in there, and Devin, our producer, is gonna start loading in as far as what is collected and compiled from YouTube. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Jump on over here to rotorgrounders.com. We'd much appreciate that like. It does help in the analytics. Very important in baseball, too, analytics. Uh, outfield pivots. What do you have? I know you gave away the goods so far, but you should, the, the key was Pepsi to hold back, hold back at least one of your favorite tournament plays in the outfield. Is there anybody you kind of held on to that you want to uh, release now? Yeah, Chris Davis is a guy that uh, we, we talked about. It. He hits, you know, he hits his 40, 45 home runs every year. You never really know when they're coming because mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily hit them off of a, the, the soft lefty. But Chris Davis is a guy that has the multi-homer upside. I don't love to pick on Cahill. He's got decent swing and miss stuff. And, of course, he's a ground baller as well. Third best ground ball slate. Uh, third best ground ball rate. So we're on the slate, I believe, next to Stroman and Keller. But uh, Chris Davis is a guy, and, and we both talk about uh, a guy like Dickerson. He's in a, in a pretty good spot. He traded power for average a bit last year. But, again, um, one of these so-called young aces, that being Luis Castilla, I think he's the one that will burn the most likely today. So I do like some of these Pirates lefties, and, and Dickerson could certainly hit one out. So I will, uh, I'll throw those two out there as well as maybe Merrifield. He's outfield eligible on DK. That game's got some weather. But I think Merrifield's 6 for 13 with a couple of dongs off Rodon. He hits lefties pretty well. Carlos Rodon didn't look like that young prospect last year. So like Bumgartner, I don't really know where he's at. So maybe the Rose kind of get to him and, and Merrifield maybe the best shot at that. And a lot of guys aren't paying that price tag for him. Interesting you mentioned Merrifield. The Royals are a, a pretty future team playing a big ballpark. They're going to have to manufacture some runs this year. And I'm going to make the bold proclamation that they lead the league in stolen bases because they got Behan batting ninth, Merrifield leading off, and Adam Mondesi. Uh, those guys can all swipe, you know, multiple bags in one game. And Carlos Rodon is, you know, we have that tradition where lefties are great at holding my runners. Carlos Rodon is not. Uh, you could see three or four or five stolen bases collecting out of those guys. Uh, and double swipes would be a lot of fun as well, too. And 
there will be a game this year where like collectively those guys that like you know get like eight stone bases they get the right battery the right starting combination. <laughs> yep just keep an eye it's, it's it'd be really really interesting that like that nine one two kansas city combination uh give me your favorite stacks today who'll be stacking up uh, Yankees are the easy stack in the early slate. I like the Jays a little bit as well. Uh, late slate, it's all about the Cubbies. I think the Pirates are interesting because, again, good ballpark. And Castillo is one of those aces that I think could blow up. And a uh, good hitting environment. Pirates are awful cheap as well. And I'm having a tough time really going anywhere else. It's opening day. Anything could happen. So if you're playing multiple lineups, maybe just getting a piece of everything uh, is a good idea. But I also think the Padres are sneaky. We don't know who Bumgarner is, so so you've got Fremel Reyes, you've got Renfro, you've got Machado, you've got Myers, four good power righties there, and that could be interesting as well. Three dudes that are going to homer today at three different price points. We call them dongs of the day. Who do you have for me, Pepsi? Fire away. Yeah. A couple of pivots here for you. Chris Bryant, the obvious plan, taking him over Trout. I think both those guys are great at the top, but give me Bryant. Mid-tier, Joey Gallo, lefty-lefty matchup. Another guy might not be all that popular. I like him as a contrarian GBP upside play. And Hunter Renfro. He's cheap. He's got big power. And again, splits in his favor. And we don't know who Bumgartner is just yet. He could be great, but I got a feeling some of these uh, Padre righties get to him. What about a Hunter stack? Hunter Renfro, Hunter Pence play all the Hunters. TJ Hunter, is he available in the player pool? I don't know. Yeah. No. Um, no. Pepsi, uh, the Pepsi special. Give me uh, the old Jack in a bag. Who's going to bang yeah. out a home with Jack back? in a bag. It is Whit Merrifield. He's going to go yard. He's going to steal a base. And uh, that's the heights here. Whit Merrifield's the guy for Jack in a bag. And Elvis Andrews. He might go jack of the bag in the value tier. We're going to knock out some questions from chat again, 10 minutes or so uh, to knock out those questions as fast as possible, get through them as quickly as possible. And we're going to make way for crunch time. Crunch time starts at 15 minutes after the hour. Again, cheese is good. We'll be on that. Take you guys up the lock. And not just cheese is good, but Kevin, we're all the best weatherman in the business. We'll let you know what's going down. Uh, Weather-wise, uh, I did see somebody in chat talking about there's potential rain in Kansas City. There is. Uh, that's, of, of course, several hours out uh, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and guess and what's going to happen, but Roth will definitely uh, talk about it. And not just necessarily for this slate, but in three hours, he'll be back on for a second crunch time. Uh, the chat's asking who it's the first homer of the day. And I said, I'm going to give away an RJ t-shirt. I had no permission for doing this, by the way. I'm, I'm being, a, I'm being a rebel, just giving stuff away. that's not mine. Tweet me. You don't have to follow me. Just tweet me. Tell me who it's the first homer. If you are correct. And the first person that's that name, you will get yourself a Rotor Grinders t-shirt, which are soft and, and luxurious indeed. They're definitely very comfortable. Uh, who do you have? You, you already said it's going to be Matt Carpenter. I'm going to say it's a uh, – I'm going to be bold and say Luke Voigt. That is not yeah. bold at all. That's I, like, I like the Voigt call. I tried to I tried to be less chalky and avoid the Yankee game with Carpenter there. So I'm probably not going to win it. But those are great t-shirts. Some of the, uh, the most softest, comfortable t-shirts I've ever owned, actually. So I, I think we're being trolled here, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Yonder Alonso or Paul Goldschmidt, who plays for the Cardinals now? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you might say that Alonso's got the better matchup, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely Goldschmidt. I can't play Alonso for Goldschmidt today, even though it's uh, Shasin's pretty good versus righties, but I'll still take Goldschmidt in that ballpark. 100% Eloy Jimenez or 90% Eloy Jimenez, potential rookie of the year candidate there at, uh, for, the, for the White Sox. Yeah, tough ballpark, ground ball pitcher, second best ground ball rate on the slate. Keller not a great strikeout guy, but he's not a guy that we're going to hammer either. Bad weather out there as well. It's cool. That park probably plays bigger. I don't think you need more than uh, 20% Eloy Jimenez today. Batting fifth today for the White Sox. Stanton or Judge? I don't know, man. They're both really good. They're the same player. Give me Stanton, though, because he's cheaper, and uh, I have more of him in my season-long pools. See, what is that? What is, I don't, what, I don't know what you're speaking. It's another, I don't know what that I'm is. I'm going to cheer for Stanton, but no, I, I think he's a little bit cheaper. So I'm just going to give the edge to Stanton. Although I think he's like one for 12 versus Kastner. If you're a BVP guy, 
Judge has hit him better. But uh, same guy to me. It's tough. Anytime I love them, I got to get exposure to both. Via the YouTube chat, uh, Detroit hitters, are they in play or no? I don't hate Harrison. We love Castellanos. is certainly solid. Megan Cabrera, Mike, I think he's due for a, a bit of a bounce back. Last year was kind of a lost season, um, and nobody's going to play him. I, I, it's hard to like much else in this Detroit line. Good around, I guess. Well, Castellanos is their best hitter, in my opinion. I don't mind him. But, yeah, I mean, again, it's not about Stroman being awesome. You want to roster him because he's a stud. It's about the fact that he's just hard to hit. Doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Great ground ball rate. And he could go five or six. The bullpen's awful after that. So I don't mind. In the early slate, if you're playing multiple entries, yeah, I don't mind a Castellanos and Cabrera Harrison's mini stack. But in general, I don't want to pick on Stroman. Is Max a lock? Like, I think he's going to be really, really good. Uh, I think you can basically get Max for a little bit cheaper out of Verlander. Um, you know, we, I, I think Tanaka is a really interesting pivot. Generally speaking, arms are more predictive than bats. So, like, I'm, I'm okay spending up for him. Uh, you know, Max should be great, right? Like, we don't dislike him. I mean, if you're going to tell me who has the most fantasy points today and I'm putting money on, I'm going to go Max. I'm going to go Max almost probably every single time he starts. So, if you're looking for the so-called lock, which doesn't exist, Max, to me, is the safest guy with the, the, the best floor and highest ceiling. Yeah, I uh, won't disagree with that. Barrios or Klubox, uh, Corey Kluber, I prefer Barrios if Ramirez is out. As far as this is for tournament specific, who do you prefer? Uh, Kluber regardless, but if you're talking salary and you need that, whatever it is, 1500 2500 depending, uh, dollar for dollar, it might be Barrios if Ramirez is out. I expect Ramirez to play, still giving the edge to Kluber. Don't love Barrios. Do you find that you have to scrape the barrel as far as Fandle when you're making tournaments? Somebody's asking about Brad Keller. Now, again, it's also worth noting Keller's pitching in that rain game. So uh, pitchers are always even scarier in in a rain situation. Uh, So I don't think I have to scrape the barrel. That's kind of sort of where I'm at as far as pitchers on Fandle. I think there's enough cheap guys where you can get a good pitcher and a a relatively good collective uh, collection of hitters. Where are you at on that? Yeah, too many value plays. Hunter Renfro, Jesse Winker, DeShields, Pence. you know, we talked about a, a pile of them there. You, you don't need to go that low for Keller. I think Stroman's as low as I go in a GPP just to get all the bats. But ideally, uh, I want Tanaka or Max. And, um, yeah, I, I don't really want to go any lower than that. I just think that it's, it's too risky to go down there. However, as a second pitcher on Fantasy Draft or DK, if you want all the bats, I don't mind Keller down there. White Sox strike out a ton. Maybe he goes five, strikes out four. Again, the ground ball rate in the ballpark plays in his favor. So if the weather holds up as an SP2 Keller, sure – but not certainly not in Fanduel on one pitcher site. Uh, Ryu versus Tanaka to me that's really clearly Tanaka. I, the Dodgers Dave Roberts is always hard to trust as far as you know uh, how long he lets his pitchers go. Ryu not exactly young. They've always babied him. It's opening day. I can't imagine him extending beyond six innings or so. Like he should be perfectly fine in those six innings. Um, but like I can see a situation where he gets pinch hit for in the bottom of the fifth if it calls for it. Uh, you prefer Tanaka over Ryu? Are you with me? Absolutely, and the matchup's just way better. But I mean at the same time. I love the Dodger pitchers. Urias, Maeda, Ryu, hate Dave Roberts. That's the problem. He, he might go – I mean, if he was pulled after four and a third, I wouldn't be surprised. But depending on the discount and what your strategy is, if you're trying to go a little contrarian here, I, I like Ryu. I think he throws five good, solid innings today. He can strike out a batter printing. Uh, the wind should be there for him, possibly two of the Dodger bats. So I'm just not sure the quality starts there. However, that's a question mark for everybody today. But I think Tanaka's a little longer leash than Ryu does. So – you know, not a huge savings either, but I think you only do that if you're trying to be a little different. So I'm just saying here in chat, did we get a new lineup as far as Toronto? Is McKinney no longer in the lineup? Is it, did that happen? Uh, I mean, obviously I'm on the show and haven't refreshed, but I thought, oh, Drew is expected to, to, to hit. I don't think that was the official lineup. 
Okay, so it never was officially released as far as the Blue Jays. But and I, I still don't see it officially released on RG just yet anyway. It should be pushed through as far as the notifications any minute now. But they're talking about uh, McKinney apparently did not crack it. Give me like a really, really – pick on one of these pitchers. We don't really want to pick on, uh, you know, Aaron Nola. We don't really want to pick on DeGrom. We don't want to pick on Scherzer. Uh, give me one guy that's going to break through and maybe bang one out off him. Who's like the most ambitious play? Because I have one. All right, I'm going to say Freddie Freeman off of Nola. I think that if any team gets to any ace, I think the Braves can get to Nola in that ballpark. They're just they're just so feisty in Sierra State. You got Freeman, Acuna, Marquecas. Tough lineup to strike out. They put the ball in play. You got some steals upside in Sierra State, Acuna, Albies. I think if, if if one ace has an off day, kind of, even if he's not pitching all that bad, that Braves lineup in that ballpark is tough. Yeah, I was going to say Michael Conforto against Scherzer. We love Scherzer, and he's his quote-unquote lock, like absolutely. But if he's yeah. vulnerable to one thing, it's lefty power. He'll give homers to lefties on occasion. And, you know, that, that's exactly what Michael Conforto is. I know if you're a BVP guy, I think he's got a decent history against him too, at least from a, from a power perspective, maybe three or four homers, like a 25 at-bats. I don't think he's done much else otherwise. But, and again, I don't lean on that stuff too much. It's just kind of sort of worth noting, I suppose. Uh, we, have to do, we have to step aside, Pepsi. This is their opening day. It was a lot of fun. I hope that people enjoyed it. Uh, let me know as far as feedback, as far as uh, our new format. This is our, this is our walkthrough. Hopefully, you know, we, we expanded up as far as what we did last year. We're trying to get as much in as possible. Of course, this is kind of a weird slate, too. So uh, just kind of on the fly, kind of figuring it out. Pepsi, uh, leave the people with some words of wisdom as far as tackling this slate. Tell them that they shouldn't be uh, scared. Welcome to the baseball. Happy birthday, by the way. Enjoy yourself some cheesecake. I assume cheesecake factories on layway. Absolutely. Cheesecake factory all the way. Salted caramel and Oreo are the top two options. Uh, early slate again. You want exposure to the Yankees batch. You want some Harper. Um, and Tanaka's a guy I really like. Late slate, take advantage of all that value. People are complaining about Billy McKinney not playing. Better options out there. Jesse Winker, Brett Gardner, DeShields, Pence, even Renfro. Lots of value out there. Pay up for an ace. It's a lot more fun to have an ace. Lots of value out there. You don't need to go any lower than Tanaka, uh, in my opinion. And uh, Verlander, of course, the late result. If you're not missing the early slate, they love Verlander. And a guy like Eric Lauer, Brad Keller, uh, certainly get the job done, along with Dean's Jose Arena for that SP2. If you guys are watching us on the YouTube, again, feel free to like and subscribe. Much appreciated. Jump over here at rotogrinders.com. If you guys are premium members, stay tuned. Cheese is good. The GOAT two-time million-dollar winner along with Kevin. Where I'll put you guys on what's going down weather-wise. There is two crunch times, 12-15 on the East Coast as well as 3-15 on the East Coast. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. Happy birthday, Pepsi. We're out of here. Enjoy your baseball. Holla!